Hey, welcome back to episode 57 of the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name's Brandon. I'm here with Jordan, and we got a special guest tonight, Zach. How are you guys doing? Doing great. What's up, Zach? How you doing? Doing so much better. How's you guys doing? Yeah, you've been dealing with earthquakes and cyclones and everything down there. Comes in waves, man. Yeah, you got a you got another cyclone on the way. So man, lost, you guys just lost to... in the championship, you know, it just they come in threes. So yeah, the, the pain is wonderful, right? All hey, the I lost time. the championship too. I feel that pain. <laughs> I didn't even make it. So. Yeah. Well, you're you're dealing with your own stuff as well. So yeah. Uh listeners, we apologize for how long it's been. Uh there's been a lot of crazy circumstances uh going around. So um we're glad to be back and uh we're gonna try and get you know about two episodes out a week during the off season we're gonna come back strong for you but uh thanks for uh thanks for coming back and hopefully we will uh you know get you some good info for the playoffs here i know it's not gonna affect fantasy all that much but stuff to watch to uh you know clue into for next season so we'll, uh, we'll do some playoff breakdown this uh in this episode and we're gonna I dive don't... Deep into a dynasty. That's I just want to interject really quick. Uh, we watched Gabe Davis like shoot up draft boards due to the playoffs last year, so I don't know if we can say that for sure. Oh, That's there's true. definitely it's... some. There's definitely some impact. I mean, Zach already knows it's Brandon Ayuk. Like, you know, he's he's going to be the guy. Uh, you know, if you guys haven't heard yet, Brandon Ayuk, go get him. Best yeah. wide receiver in the NFL. <laughs> I don't know that I'd say that. That's a little far. I think Justin Jefferson's probably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Totally I got into joking. a uh, pretty nasty internet debate the other day. <laughs> oh, yeah? I'll Someone's, show you the receipts later. Yeah, someone said that they wouldn't sell for less than two firsts. Two firsts to get the conversation started for Brandon Ayuk. For Brandon Ayuk, yeah. I think that's a little rich for my blood, but I so think I'm he's putting, really good. You know, I'm putting the whole our whole league on notice. Brandon Ayuk is available, but don't come to me with less than two firsts. We're not going to start the combo. Totally kidding. Um, I do think Brandon Ayuk is good. I I like what I, you know, what I kind of see in the Niners, honestly, I'm really curious as to what the Niners are going to do. So are the Niners. You know, they're in a predicament with Lance. And then, you know, you've got Jimmy G who more than likely is going to be moving on. And then you've got Brock Purdy, you know, do you, do you roll Lance out there or do you know if for some weird reason Brock Purdy leads him to a Super Bowl and you know win Super Bowl MVP you know as a quarterback like you can't bench him I mean the precedent's been set uh Drew Bledsoe got traded to the Bills after Tom Brady won the Super Bowl so I feel like that's the path they are on right now mm-hmm. I don't want to play them I don't want to play him either. And that, you know, oh, that defense is monstrous. And Brock Purdy has kept that offense going, man. George Kittle's been phenomenal. Christian McCaffrey, like they have all the weapons. I think Debo's going to be back. Um, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that's, yeah. They're, they're scary I don't, right now. I don't want to play them. Uh, there's, there's no part of me that wants wants to see them in these playoffs and well lucky for Brandon and I our team certainly won't be playing them in the playoffs <laughs> no. not just because they're in the AFC no yeah uh, <laughs> yeah that's mainly because we suck but terrible you know, yeah garbage we're teams <sighs> poor teams yeah at least you guys yeah. don't have a super expensive quarterbacks long-term contracts locked up you know you can uh, yeah that's pivot. True. Mm, oh yeah, mm, yeah. wait that's, Oh, we're going to pivot and uh, we, <laughs> we're, we're, I don't know what we're going to be able to get for Carr, considering I think it'd be like a $40 million cap hit for somebody to trade for him. So that's probably not happening. He will almost certainly be cut sometime this offseason. The Colts will always be looking for their next stopgap. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. uh, this offseason is going to be interesting. I mean, for for our teams in particular, it's going to be very interesting. You know, we're getting a new head coach and I don't know what we're going to do other than that. Hopefully get an offensive line. Um, but yeah, man, I'd love to see the Raiders get an O line too. Uh, a defense would also be nice. Those are the top <laughs> two on my list. And that's, maybe a uh, secondary that's a lot to ask for. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not so concerned with our pass rush. That was okay this year. I think Max Crosby's still a really good player, but our secondary is non-existent. 
Well, and luckily you guys didn't use the fifth year option on the league's leading rusher, so he's a free agent. So <laughs> thank goodness, man. I'm so glad. Yeah. You know, that wouldn't want that twenty four year old sixteen hundred yard rushing running back coming back. Yeah, God, forget God that. forbid God forbid we uh we spend the uh the fifth round or, or you know, or uh I mean um the, the fifth year option, the option on yeah. yeah, on the one first round draft pick that's worked out for us in the last decade. So Yeah. You just I, cut everything else. I've been wrong on Josh Jacobs. I always kind of viewed him as like a high end RB two, and like I was clearly wrong. He led the league in rushing this year, but uh, at least your front office like really doubled down on that and kind of took the uh, took the hit for me. You know, I, I kind of get a skate by on that because they that's that's true. Yeah, the Raiders didn't believe in him either. <laughs> they believed yeah. in him enough to hand him the ball at an absolute ton this year, but they didn't believe enough in him to give him any money. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I think it, in their eyes, they were like, oh, we'll just run him, you know, until he can't go anymore. And it's like, wait, he can withstand all of this. He we kept going doing this more. Yeah, I, I will say, you know, I, I think there's a lot of uh, people who would say don't pay running backs and that, you know, there's a lot of evidence that it doesn't work out long term when you do give those guys a big second contract. So maybe it's a smart move, especially considering we are not anywhere near winning a Super Bowl next year. Um, but it's still yeah he's he's a really really good player and if he goes somewhere else i expect that he's going to dominate wherever he goes at least for another year or two so mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes there's a lot to look at in the off season but uh yeah it's, it's gonna be wild we'll uh we'll definitely have a lot of coverage of of everything that's gonna happen player movements coach movements uh incoming rookies we'll spend a lot of time on that with dynasty content man i'm looking forward to all of it i i've been doing some film study on some of the incoming guys already um so it's it's gonna be a, a fun of, off season a of mock drafts way too many mock drafts are there are there yes. good rookies coming in this year i was no oh you i don't know, think so there might be I think 24 few. is the year yeah 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 i mean last Bijan year was might the year go in the top five I don't know. The year before, I had Jamar Chase, had a Heisman winner, and uh, had Waddle all go in the top ten in the real drafts. Yep, yeah. Um, but I think you know we saw some really good rookies this year. Garrett Wilson had a phenomenal season, um, considering you know, I, his quarterback. Yeah. Well, man, if you look at the games where he played without Zach Wilson, he could have been even better, and he went over a thousand yards in his rookie year. So I think Garrett Wilson shows a lot of promise. I think uh, Chris Olave had a really, really good season. And then, you know, you've got some other guys, Jahan Dotson, um, not in the best situation, but he did show, you know, some really good flashes. Drake London had a terrible, terrible situation. And I think he showed a little bit of promise. So um, a lot of upside for year two, which tends to be when wide receivers really start to make an impact. So something to look forward to. And uh, a lot of guys you could potentially buy low on. I think you'll struggle buying low on Garrett Wilson. But uh, outside of that, well, with the QB situation, maybe you have a chance there as well. And I think that'd be a good buy if you could get him cheap. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's hop into our playoff preview here. Basically, what we're going to do, we're just going to talk a little bit about the playoff games, uh, our thoughts on the games, kind of the direction we think it'll go. Um, And really just, you know, this is kind of just a more of a relaxed episode, just getting back into the swing of things. Like we said, I had some family stuff that came up. So, you know, just trying to get back into, you know, recording again, being being here. And, you know, we were able to get Zach on. Uh, his team does get the opportunity to play this weekend. So um, get his point of view on that game. One but more the, thing the, before we hop into the playoff preview. Uh, shout out to Damar Hamlin. I know everybody out there is praying for Damar Hamlin and has him uh, in their thoughts. And uh, he's being released from the hospital in Cincinnati and sent to a hospital in Buffalo. And things are looking really, really good. Trending, I mean, as about as good as possible. So, um, you know, I'm happy for him. Happy for the for his family and for the Buffalo Bills organization and everything they've gone through with that. So. Um, yeah, shout out to DeMar Hamlin and, uh, and his family and just prayers for his continued recovery. You know, it's, it's awesome that he's, uh, made it this far and that, um, things are really trending in a positive direction. So that's absolutely incredible. You know, I mean, it, from, from such a rough thing that really brought, you know, the whole NFL together in support of him to now being like a, a really 
feel good story that things are are as good as they could possibly be really so uh rooting for damar hamlin and uh yeah that's that's a positive thing i wanted to bring up definitely yeah well said um all right so we have the chiefs and the eagles on by uh first game up we have the Seven seed Seahawks playing at the number two seed 49ers. It's the 130 game. Niners minus nine and a half. Over under is 42 and a half. And we are going to get guys? the crew together to watch this game. Uh, I think a bunch of us are going to be at uh, Big Al's, a local uh, kind of sports bar bowling alley, doing some uh, hang out with the uh, the group. So we we encourage you, if you've got fantasy leagues and you can get together and watch some playoff football, it's a good old time. Yeah, definitely. I think the weather, depending on what happens with this, you know, cyclone that's coming in, that could play a bigger factor in in keeping Seattle closer in this game than I think this game really could be. Uh, But I think the Niners still just kind of run away with this. I think even the nine and a half might not be enough. Yeah, I think it's possible the weather plays a factor, but the Niners have such a good defense and such a good run game with Christian McCaffrey there. And I mean, they had a a good run game before they brought in Christian McCaffrey. So adding one of the best running backs in football, um, I I think they'll probably have a pretty easy time in this game as far as playoff games are concerned. Yeah, Uh, the they they've. Obviously, it's been a, a full season since then. Um, in week two, I believe, September 18th, when they played each other, they played in a monsoon then, and 49ers yeah. won 27-7. to seven. That's right. Um, you know, I, I think Seattle's a little better offensively than they were then. They're much worse defensively than they were then. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find reasons they can hang with them, and it's maybe they have tape on Brock Birdie, and that's about it. But San Francisco's just a better team. Uh, yeah. Even with the tape on Brock Purdy, I mean, just with how many offensive weapons they have, yeah. Like, even when he gets in trouble, it's like, okay, dump off to CMC, <laughs> dump off to, you know, Debo. It's like they they just have everything that they need to to back him up as a quarterback. And well, that's kind of what they were hoping for Jimmy Garoppolo. It was just you know, don't make mistakes and hit hit Kittle over the middle or Ayuk on a slant or let Debo do his thing, you know. And Kittle uh, has been dominant the last few weeks with Brock Purdy, like absolutely yeah. helped people win fantasy championships or uh, lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Two I mean, touchdowns. It, yeah, yeah, those are, I mean, it, it's been big for Kittle. So I think he's definitely going to play a factor in this game. I don't think the Seahawks are going to have a good time trying to shut down all of those weapons for the 49ers. It's, it's just too much. The way I kind of look at it is, you know, I could I can conceive of Seattle winning like a close game, but I can't see them blowing the 49ers out, whereas I could easily see the 49ers blowing them out. So that's kind of where I or winning a close game. Yeah. 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 I don't I know that I want to touch nine and a half on it, but um, it's I a big line for a playoff game. I mean, you know, we've got the Dolphins Bills line that's bigger, but nine and a half in a playoff game is it's a lot of points. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. I'm gonna look here, like how many people, like where the where the betting is kind of going on this game. What do you think of the forty two and a half total over under? I could see it going over that. Yeah, same. I, I mean, I could see that, but I think you know, with the potential of the weather and with how good the Niners' defense is, um, I think it's a little safer bet on the under there. They scored. 34 both times combined in both of the games they played each other this year. So maybe, maybe on the under there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's where I'd want to go. If I was playing, putting some money on that game, just take the under, uh, expect that, you know, uh, a playoff game is going to be a more defensive game and you know how good the Niners D is and just rely on that. So that's, that's where I'd go in this game at least. Yeah, I could. I mean, I could definitely see it going that direction. The Niners' defense could shut down the game so quick that it, you know, it could get out of reach early and just kind of be a defensive game for them. But I also think if they put up, you know, three or four touchdowns, which they have the easy capability of doing um, with how this offense is kind of rolling right now, 
um, there's there's a chance that it could hit the over. So always a chance. And then our next game, we have the number five Chargers at number four Jaguars. This is the five o'clock Saturday game. Chargers minus two over under 47 and a half. This game could go any direction. Uh, I I have no idea which one, which Jags team is going to show up and two, which uh, um, Chargers team is going to show up, you know? So, yeah, honestly, I'm most excited for this game because I have, I just have zero expectations other than, you know, it's going to be a playoff football game, but I, I feel like they're the closest as far as like talent goes um, or the way they've been playing. I feel like the Chargers are a more talented team, but they don't always show it. And, you know, Chargers find a way to lose. Yeah, Chargers <laughs> find a way to lose for sure. Uh, I like the uh, 47 and a half points. I think they could find the over. Both of these offenses have been rolling as of late. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has really come into his own for the Jags. So I, I think I'd take the over in this game. I'm not super confident in either defense. Um but yeah, I don't like I really have no idea what's going to happen in this game. Both of these teams are have been very up and down on the season. Uh, Chargers have a propensity to blow games that they should win. Uh, so they're a favorite in this game. It's easily possible. Uh, but, you know, it's exciting to see Herbert and Lawrence get to duke it out. I think it's the it's the first playoff game for both of them in their careers. So that's fun. Uh, you know, two up and coming quarterbacks who are a lot of fun to watch and, you know, good wide receivers on both sides of the ball, exciting playmakers. So it's going to be a fun game. Yeah. Go I ahead. do feel like the um, Staley, the Chargers coach, is sort of his, his job may be on the line with this game, too. They've talked about it. Yeah, that is his job definitely could be on the line with this one. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, I would be kind of shocked if they let him go. But at the same time, like it, their expectations have been so high. I, I still don't agree with him playing all the starters in week 18 against Denver. Oh, no, that seemed crazy. You know, yeah, Mike uh, Williams. he's supposed to play. He is supposed to play. Um, Mike Williams is supposed to be back. And so is Bosa. They got lucky. Um, you know, if they would have lost Bosa and Mike Williams going into the playoff game because you wanted to play a meaningless game, it just doesn't make much sense to me. Um, but that's just where I'm at. That's where I think it could have cost him his job. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary. I can't believe they did that. No. I mean, they pulled him in like the third quarter, fourth quarter toward the end of the fourth quarter. It was late. Yeah, it was really, really late, and I, I still am confused at the whole thing. But well, and even with that, like if your offense is rolling and you're like, oh, you know, we want to get some reps in and practice against a real defense, sure. But they didn't even look good doing it. So no, I don't know. Yeah, it yeah. was uh, that was it was a little, little, little odd for me. But you know, they're they're to me, they're the team that should win this game, but if the Jaguars play the way they've kind of finished out the season, I think they could take this game. What do you think of the over under on this one? The 47 and a half. Uh, personally, I'd go the over. I just have more confidence in the offenses for both teams. Yeah. Where yeah, are you at, I, Zach? Uh, I, I like, I like the over. Um, they're, they're, I don't know. Neither offense looked good week 18. though. So <laughs> go back to that, you know, the recency bias, but, uh, I think ignoring that, I would have taken the over. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think this could hit the over. I really do. Yeah, I think it I think it kind of depends out. on how the defenses play, but you know, it, it's going to be an interesting one for sure. I think so. the next game could hit over by midway through the second quarter, though. Yes, <laughs> next game we have the number seven Dolphins at the number two Bills. The Bills are a minus thirteen favorite. Over under 43 and a half. This is going to be a brutal game. Well, um, I, didn't we didn't we just see this game on Monday where yes. Georgia and TCU like I've, I feel like <laughs> I've seen this. Uh, yeah, we, you call the same score 65 to seven. I don't think it'll get that bad, but uh, I think it will be over about as quickly. We, we with, know with, Tua is not going to no play. Tua, yeah. Yeah. If Tua it's are playing, you know, I give him a chance, but. 
Yeah, it's unfortunate because I think that, you know, this would have been a lot more fun to watch with Tua. I think probably everybody feels that way. I think that's part of, you know, I think the lines moved quite a bit with uh, Tua being declared out. So, you know, 13 points for the Bills. Uh, I think everybody feels pretty confident the Bills will take this down without Tua playing for the Dolphins. So it's a bummer for the Dolphins who had a good season. Tua looked good when he was playing and uh, these concussion issues are scary. So uh, I just hope that Tua can get right for next year. Yeah, that's, that's for right. life. <laughs> you know, just just in general. I mean, they were rolling when he was healthy and he was good, but he's got to focus on his health too. You know, I mean, it's bigger oh, yeah. than just this one game. And when you know, Tyree Kill's been banged up as well this last week a little bit, so that's scary as well. Um, I think you know the long term prospect of this team is a lot better than their prospects this week. Yeah, I'm glad to see the Dolphins, though, doing the right thing. I mean, the coach's job is on the line. They're talking about letting him go. That's crazy to me. I don't get it. I I, I don't agree with it, but I do get it. If uh, they went out and spent a lot of money last two offseasons, they spent a lot of draft picks last couple season and offseason, uh, expectations are high, and they won the last game of the season on a field goal against the Jets to score nine points to squeak into the playoffs with (laughs) nine wins. Like obviously there are a lot of other circumstances, but if your expectations are to go win a championship, that's not cutting it. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Um, They, they struggled on the defensive side of the ball more this year than I think a lot of people expected because they had a pretty good defense the last few years uh, with some really good playmakers on that side. So uh, I, I can see the concerns there, but man, the the way that they've put this offense together, that's something that's hard to find throughout the league. And, and you know, the coaching has a lot to do with that offensive scheme and how well it's worked when Tua has been able to play back there. So uh, that's a tough thing to give up. And I think that I personally think the Dolphins would be crazy to fire their coach this year. But that's, you know, that's not yeah, up to I, me. <laughs> I don't agree with it, but I could definitely see the the rationale behind it the only other thing and this is i don't know if it falls on the head coach or the training staff but we we know for certain to had two concussions we all watched that play earlier in the season where they called it a back injury but yeah. we know it was and if you have three concussions within a you know finite time span that's horrific for your like long-term health and you put him at risk for a fourth you know obviously he's not playing this week but putting your your franchise quarterback or who you hope to be your franchise quarterback at risk i I could see them holding him accountable for that whether that's fair or not yeah yeah i don't i don't know who that falls on but i mean i definitely see what you're saying and Uh, i would think something like that has to fall more on their training staff their you know their um in-house doctors and and stuff than it does on the head coach but Maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah. I that's going to be a tough one, but I mean I mean and, and okay, even so if we, that's the situation, it doesn't mean that they won't shift the blame to the head coach and make him kind of the scapegoat for what happened to this season. So, that's always a possibility. So, you think they cover uh the spread? No. No. The, so you would you would de- you would bet the Dolphins plus 13. The the Bills beat the Patriots oh. last year in the wild card forty seven to seventeen. I think it's gonna be something similar to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I thought you meant with the Dolphins cover. Uh, uh, I think the Bills win by at least two touchdowns. Okay, okay. That's that's more what I was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think we're all on the same page there. That this yes. is looking more and more like a Bills blowout. Yes, uh, with the third string quarterback starting, and yeah, it doesn't doesn't look good for them like at all. Uh, so that's, that's, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. Um, next game up, we have the six seed giants at three seed Vikings, the Vikings minus three, the over under is 48 on this one. This is an interesting one to me. Uh, what team are we going to see out of the Vikings this week? <laughs> they're, um, they're the most up and down team. I think of the entire season. I, I think, at home in a Sunday one thirty slot, Kirk Cousins should play just fine. So I think 
you've got a shot at the Vikings winning another close game. Uh, Giants defense is pretty good. They've found a way to put up some points, having zero wide receivers for Daniel Jones to throw the ball to. Um, it's it's tough to bet on the Giants in a playoff game right now with the way their team is constructed. The Vikings offense is significantly better than the Giants offense. Even if their defense is worse, it's not. I mean, it's it's the Vikings defense is not great at all, but the Giants defense is also not like the 49ers defense or something. It's not that scary. So I lean the Vikings, but, you know, they they finished uh, minus three in their um, their points versus opponents on the season we were talking about before before we started the recording and uh i think they're the worst uh worst team to ever win 13 games in a season as far as their points versus opponent uh on the year so it's this one i'm i'm not so sure about kind of like the the chargers jaguars game this one could uh could not it could it could really surprise yeah, for sure. I, I think it comes down to how you define what that game is. Because like you said, it's Sunday at one thirty, which is Kirk Cousins' time, but also it's the only game on. So is that a primetime matchup? I, I would say it's not. Uh, you know, this is the normal slot. He's had a normal week of preparation. Um, you know, I think they're, uh, he's he's a little better at 10 a.m. than at one thirty, but it's still not a primetime game. So, um you know, we've we've seen Cousins get it done. He even got it done in a primetime game this year. So, um, True. I, I think you know, I I don't. While I don't think that's completely overblown, and I think maybe there's something to like. I don't know exactly why he struggles in primetime, but obviously he does statistically. So, uh, I I don't know. I think the Vikings will win this game personally. I, I like that offense a lot. I think they're going to have enough to get it done with Justin Jefferson and Dalvin cook and those playmakers out there. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that I'd want to put a bunch of money on the Vikings. I wouldn't put a bunch of money, but I definitely see this game hitting the over just cause I think both defenses really? are that bad. I, I think both defenses are terrible. I am the polar opposite. I really think this is screaming under to me. I think I'm with Zach because the Giants' defense has is not great, but it's not terrible. Like we saw them get boat raced by Philly recently, but the reason they won games with no wide receivers was because they kept it close and they played dirty and run the clock. Yeah, and yeah, and Saquon's going to be able to run all over this Vikings team. Well, and that's where I see. I mean, if the if if they put up three touchdowns, I think this game hits the over. Yeah, fair. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, if 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 the Giants put up three touchdowns, then I see this game hitting the over. So Daniel uh, Jones it, has been finding a way to get it done. Um, you know, and I know there's a lot of people who aren't big fans of his, his passing numbers, even this year in a season where they've found a way to get into the playoffs and, and win a lot of games have not been good. Part of that's definitely having zero wide receiver. I mean, their their wide receiver options are just terrible. Even the guys who have had good games here and there, like Dar- uh, Darius Slayton and stuff, like these are not, you know, superstar wide receivers. Uh, but you know, the Vikings defense is not good. So this is a really tough call. I, I yeah, think this it's is almost this as is hard more of a, as the Chargers Jags. This is more of a pick 'em than I feel it should be. I feel like the Vikings are a much more talented team but I don't feel comfortable picking them. Their um, offense I, is very good, but yeah. Well, their offense should be very good, but we saw recently like against Green Bay where they were very bad. So I don't know. Yeah. And the Packers, like I think their defense is kind of on par with the Giants where you know it's not mm-hmm. super scary like the 49ers or like the Eagles or some of these teams, but it is, it is a good defense. Um, so... There's a possibility that the Giants can find a way to uh, slow down the run game, um, you know, use a lot of coverage to try and keep the ball out of Justin Jefferson's hands and really make the Vikings move the ball through like TJ Hawkinson and uh, um, Justin Jefferson. Uh, well, I was going to say an Adam Thielen, if they can keep the ball away from Jefferson and make the Vikings, you know, have to target Hawkinson and Thielen who aren't quite as explosive, you know, Hawkinson's played really well this year, but, um, 
you know, the Vikings are going to need Jefferson and Dalvin Cook to be getting things going in order for them to have a have a chance at this game, I think. So yeah. if the Giants game plan it right, they've got a shot here. Yeah, I honestly, I wouldn't bet on this game no. just because I, no, I, I have no idea. But <laughs> I really don't know either. The minus three for the Vikings, the over under at 48. I think both of those are just totally up in the air and I could see it going either way. Yeah. Well, we got the um, number six Ravens at number three Bengals. Bengals minus eight and a half over under is 40 and a half. Uh, I'll take the Bengals all day. Yeah, especially if Huntley is the quarterback. I mean, Lamar still isn't practicing. Um, so it's looking like Huntley is going to be the one that's playing in this game again. Uh, and I just, I would take the under even still um, if, yep. if Huntley's the quarterback. So I don't, I don't, I take the, I don't know if I take the point spread, but I definitely take the under. I think it's going to be an ugly game and Bengals will win, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's so crazy to me that you've got the Giants and the Ravens, you know, like the NFL's become such a pass first league and you've got two teams in the playoffs, both at the sixth seed who pretty much don't have wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Ravens haven't had wide receivers for the entirety of my life, I feel like, other than like old man Anquan Bolden going out there and winning a Super Bowl with uh, Joe they Flacco. Had Steve Smith back in the day. Yeah, but they had washed up Steve Smith, who was still a fantastic player but like that was after his like heyday in carolina yeah yeah um I mean, they've had some good players but they've never been like wow gotta yeah, get they've always guy. very much been a defense and run first team that's how they want to play ball and you know we've, we've seen them make the playoffs plenty of times but it's just so weird you know in 2022 2023 where you've got you know team everybody's thinking of like you know, the Vikings and Jefferson, this kind of offense, the Bills, the way the Bills and the Chiefs run their offense. Um, even well, just, like even the Bengals, they've got yeah. three wide receiver ones, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's it's this so, game, this so different. This game to me, no matter Lamar or not, I think this game goes the Bengals way. Like, I do I too. just I, I have the confidence in the Bengals. Yeah. Good. Yeah, so like I was uh Rappaport came out tonight and uh, even said Lamar's knee doesn't feel right to him. Um, he's considered a long shot to play on Sunday. So I, I, the team's not going to rule him out to the very last second, but all the more reason not to uh, have a lot of faith in the Ravens in this game. And if he did go, it would be almost worse for me. Like, you know, if he ended up playing, because like if they don't have that much confidence and then he says, oh, I'm going to roll out there and play, it's like, Man, if you don't even have confidence in your knee and you're going to try and go out there and play in a playoff game against a decent Bengals defense, like... Well, and join me, if you will, uh, with our tinfoil hats on. Uh, the Ravens were in first place. Lamar faces an injury in his contract year where the team didn't extend him. He hasn't played in over a month, and they are now the wild card team with a third-string quarterback and looking to likely lose in the first round. Is this, like... A- negotiating tactic on his part or is i mean <laughs> i he, like obviously he's less likely to risk it just you yeah know, based on that but like at the same time I, I i do think he's a a competitor he wants to get out there regardless of his contract but at the same time he's saying you know <laughs> maybe if i had a five-year deal like you know this wouldn't be as much of an issue yeah yeah maybe if maybe 200 200 million dollars would make my knee feel a little bit better <laughs> right and I think that's exactly what he's saying. Uh, you know, I think he's saying, you know, look where we were when I was your quarterback. Look where we are now. And, you know, like, or is he saying, you know what? You don't want to give me a contract. I'm going to sit out. I'm going to go play for somebody else next year. Like, I'm know? certainly not saying he's sitting out purely out of spite or anything. But no, no, no. I feel like if you're if you're at 85 percent or 80 percent or whatever percent. Maybe you want to wait till you're 100% if you don't have a contract next season, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, uh, I think he's taking it easier than he normally would have. I mean, at the end of the day, these guys want to play football. They've spent their entire lives working to be able to play football at this level. But um, you're, you're totally right. They're like, uh, you know, it's a business and he has to make a business decision as well about, 
his future in this league and whether this game is worth his career potentially. So right. um, that's a lot of things to factor in. It's a lot of things to factor in for the Ravens. And I just, I expect the Bengals will win this game. I do think it's going to be uh, ugly though. Uh, we had Jamar chase come out and even say that there was going to be some get backs for the things the Ravens were doing to him this last Sunday. Oh, uh, Oh, I mean, it's a, it's a division rivalry at, at absolute best, you know, and at worst, it's it's a chippy division rivalry with, you know, two up and coming teams. And, and the whole coin flip thing that yeah. Joe Mixon taking the coin out of his sock after the touchdown and doing the coin flip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that oh, had yeah. me dying. I was like, yeah. It's pretty crazy that we've got three division rivals facing off in the wild card round. Yeah. yeah. Three sets, yep. you know. Yeah. All right. And then the last game on Monday, we have uh, the number five Cowboys at number four Bucks. Cowboys minus two and a half, over under 45 and a half. I know for sure that Zach's betting on the Bucks to win this one, right? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not putting a penny anywhere near this game. Uh, like, the Cowboys, I don't think many would argue, at least, <clears throat> you know, taking whatever fandom out of it are the the better more talented team as of current yes but this they, year they, they they are right they they laid an absolute egg against washington last week uh you know it ended up being a not important game but like if we're going to give the chargers a hard time for having their team out and not performing we got to give it right to dallas too uh they they've been just gouged on defense their their second corner and their nickel corner have both been out for about a month now and we've just seen them get passed on left and right we also just saw tom brady for, throw for over 400 yards to multiple receivers i you know mike evans had the huge game but godwin and whoever else running wide open against third stringers is not very uh you know yeah, <laughs> and it's brady in the playoffs which is always scary he's at home it's, it's Brady uh, in the playoffs. Dallas is 0-7 against him in his career. Dallas hasn't won a road playoff game in, since 1992. Dallas has a terrible record on the road on grass. I still you know, think they're the better team, but I also thought they were a better team than San Francisco last year. We know how that ended. So I no no outcome on this is going to shock me. I mean, Dallas could win by 40, and I'd be like, yeah, you know, it makes sense. Or Tampa Bay could just kill them and i'll turn off my phone but at the same time it didn't shock me you know? yeah you better turn that phone off quick if you lose well I, <laughs> granted it's it's been a full season but we did see these two teams play each other week one and it was real ugly i think this game could be real ugly i just don't think i really just don't think the bucks defense can keep up but i say that i i don't know i don't know why i say that because we just saw what Washington did, I guess, last week. But Yeah, with the injuries to the Cowboys secondary, it's concerning. And, you know, recency bias would say, hey, maybe the Buccaneers finally figured it out. Um, but they lost and- to Atlanta, so maybe not. <laughs> but they pulled their starters. It's Fair. always tough to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs, especially at home against a team that's not playing as well as they started the season out. You know, like this is this is not the time that you want the Cowboys to be going to Tampa to play the Buccaneers the way things have played out the last few weeks. So it's scary. This is another game. I think we're kind of three and three. There's three games that seem like there's an obvious winner and three games that seem like uh, pretty much anything could happen. So at least it's fun. You know, we, we should get an entertaining Monday night game. Um, although it could be a blowout on either side because both of these teams have had a lot of ups and downs this season. Um, you know, yeah. I'd expect recently, pretty, yeah, I'd expect it's still going to be like, I, I think I'd take the under because I think both of these defenses are going to step up in a playoff game where, you know, like historically we see that, uh, defenses matter a lot in the playoff games and it doesn't mean you can't have some big blow up numbers in, in in a few, but I think in this matchup specifically, uh, at 45 and a half seems, seems like a little much. Where are you guys at with that? Um, 
I just don't know what Bucks team we're going to get. If we get the Bucks team from two weeks ago, this game for sure hits the over. You know, you have a, you know, 300 passing yards from each quarterback and you have, you know, they each put up three, four touchdowns, three touchdowns, a couple field goals. This, you know, hits the over, but I, I just don't know which of the two teams are going to show up. Um, I want to say the Cowboys should win this game pretty easily uh, with what we've seen out of the Bucks this season, but I say the over. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the over. All right. I I would take the under. Um, I we just are feel all like, on the opposite sides. Of yeah. <laughs> I I'm gonna take the cop out and say that whichever team finds their missing pass rush is going to win the game. Uh, in years past, Tampa's had a, a very fierce uh, you know pass rush, and earlier this season, Dallas had what led the league in sacks for most of the season until Philly overtook them. Um, and that's fallen off. I, I think whichever one finds a way to sack the quarterback more, because both offensive lines are banged up, um, it's gonna gonna take it. Yeah, Bucks' line's been banged up all year. If the Cowboys can get pressure up the middle, that's what uh, can cause Brady to struggle. And so, if yep. they're you know if they're able to do that, he he's great against the edge pressure. He's he can deal with that just fine. But if they can get pressure up the middle. It gets him off his spot a little bit and can make things difficult for him to try and get the ball out to the wide receivers. So there's a, you know, if the Cowboys can figure that out and how to do that against a banged up O line, but you know, that's with their injuries as well. It's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. This game could go (laughs) like most of these games. These could just, they could go either direction and I'm just excited to watch some football this weekend. Some playoff football. Uh, okay. Before we before we end the episode, who's playing in the Super Bowl? I'm gonna go Bills Eagles. Oof! I, I filled out a bracket the other day, and it hurts my heart to say it, but I had uh, Chiefs 49ers rematch. Oh, I like that. I'm pretty sure I had Bengals and Eagles. Ugh. Okay. I th- I think is who I went with. I can't can't remember off the top of my head now. Um, but I'm I, I like that. Um I think I'm trying to look to see who everybody had. I think the Eagles and the and the Niners are significantly better than the other NFC teams. I expect to see them playing to go to the Super Bowl. <clears throat> Uh, I think the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals all have a good shot in the AFC. So I'm not, you know, I'm not super confident with my picks, but I I'm gonna go with Bills because narratives like to play themselves out in the NFL, whether or not that's by design or whatever. You can throw on your tinfoil hats if you want to and talk about that. But uh, I think with what the Bills have gone through, I think we'll see them in the Super Bowl. Um, and I think, uh, the Eagles have just that, you know, they've got such a good defense to pair with what Hertz has been able to do with that offense that I think it's going to be tough for even the Niners to stop them. Um, as good as the Niners defense is and the Eagles offense, I think is going to be able to, uh, just get it done a little better than the 49ers with Brock Purdy out there. So I think the Eagles can take the Niners in the NFC championship and I think the Bills take the are, are able to get it done this this year and get to the Super Bowl. I'm looking over the the 14 teams from both conferences um, that are in the playoffs, and I there, there's four. And I'm trying to convince myself into five teams that I absolutely cannot see winning or or making the playoff or making the Super Bowl. Excuse me, not that they'd win it, but at four maybe five depending on how i feel about the chargers on a day-to-day basis uh i just don't see how how they could make it um yeah which i think it makes it for an exciting you know tournament that we got coming up so p fenning had the chiefs and niners uh ritter had chiefs and eagles you had chiefs and niners and then i had oh and johnson had chiefs and eagles and then I had uh, Bengals and Eagles. And I got Bills Eagles. All right. A lot of Eagles. 
Well, unfortunately, they are the one seed, so I mean, they've they've earned their spot. It sounds like, uh, but it sounds like a lot of people are in agreement that Eagles Niners are is is probably the NFC Championship game. They, those two teams look quite a bit better than uh, the Vikings or you know anybody else here in the NFC. I can't believe Ritter's bracket though, because he actually has the Niners losing to the Seahawks. I think he picked out a bracket that would just upset the most people. Yeah, (laughs) he does have the Cowboys going to the championship game, though. Like I said, like I said, that would upset the most people. Yeah. Yeah. There's some there's some fun ones. Uh, Jaguars got picked by a couple of people. Ritter, P. Fenning, they both picked the Jaguars. And then the rest of the Chargers. As as excited as I am for, for this week, I am doubly so for next week because we have a chance for like even more rivalry games and you know as the playoffs get it always gets a little chippier and hopefully it's better football going but you know just kind of kind of looking ahead at some some narratives that could be going into uh round 2 it's i think it's going to be fun and last year had fantastic playoffs you know we saw yeah. the Bengals go to the overtime in every game through yeah. their whole run including the super bowl almost the super bowl but uh yeah so you have okay, Bills, Eagles. Who wins it then? I'm gonna go Bills. Bills, okay. Zach, you've got Niners, Chiefs. Who wins it? Chiefs. Okay, I got the Bengals. I think I think this is the year. Okay, um, three different. A- so out. nobody's <laughs> picking an NFC team to win it. I think the AFC has been stronger as a conference the whole whole season. I mean, not, yeah, I don't think anybody's gonna fight anybody on that. Um, and even coming in, we. Even with the AFC not AFC West not being what we thought it would be, it still was a far better conference. And they they've got better quarterbacks. I mean, I think, I think that's a big part of it. If you look at who's the starter for every team when everybody's healthy, the the AFC is loaded with young quarterbacks, and the NFC's got Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. You know, the old Pat guard. Mahomes is the oldest quarterback in the playoffs right now. That's crazy. Like well, uh, I mean, on, on, on the AFC side. Okay, okay. I was gonna say. Okay, I was like, "What are you talking about?" Tom Brady is is no, playing in this on, on the on the a, in the AFC playoffs. In okay, the AFC. yeah, yeah. The AFC stacked with really young, good quarterbacks. You know, and I could see any of the three: Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. I mean, any of those three could win it. I think whichever of those three makes it, I think they win it. Like that's kind of where where I'm at. The nice thing yeah, like, is it's setting up for a really, really exciting AFC championship game. So yes. that's that's going to be something really fun to watch because it's almost certainly two of those three teams facing off in the AFC championship. And that means that we almost certainly get two of those teams playing to go to the AFC championship as well. So yes. we're going to get some really good games out of the AFC, some some. Uh, you know, high over unders, uh, a potential ton of offense in a couple of those games. So it's gonna be fun, man. I'm pumped. Playoff, did they decide? NFL. Did they decide how the home field advantage is gonna go between if it ends up being the Chiefs and the Bills and the coin flip? I thought if it, I thought flip. they were gonna play at a neutral site if it's Bills Chiefs. Yeah, that, oh, I okay. haven't heard if they decided the neutral site or not. That's what I was kind of curious about. Cause yeah, I don't know if they've picked a site yet or not. I was thinking they would probably pick like an a, somewhere in the NFC to like potentially maybe New Orleans, New somewhere Orleans, sunny or, or a dome or something. Yeah, somewhere with a dome or somewhere sunny and somewhere that is cert- like you don't want to <coughs> pick a place where uh, they had to put them in Pittsburgh or New England and just like. Let those local fans go to town on both those teams. Well, that's oh, where I thought gosh. they might do. They might do Detroit again because it's it's close enough to like both teams essentially. Um, See, that's kind of why I was thinking maybe New Orleans is like it's far away from both teams. It offers no no advantage to either. It offers you know like a a true neutral like as close to truly neutral as you could get for something like that where both teams will have to travel um so i don't i don't yeah. know what they'll decide to do may as well just put it in arizona since the winner goes there anyway hey yeah, that's not you know what they, that's not a bad call you know what's funny is is my dad got super excited when i told him that they might play at a neutral site and he was like wait so kansas city might play in arizona for the, the championship game and 
he's like, I could probably afford that because I can't go to the dang Super Bowl. <laughs> so, so yeah, he uh, he got a little too excited there that he might be able to see his team play a playoff game. So I was like, don't get too excited. I highly doubt that they're going to play the week before or two weeks before and then, you know, play in the Super yeah. Bowl. But it's it's a pretty unprecedented know. thing. So I think, you know, um, we're, we're going to yeah, find I out. Mean, we've never seen this before, but. I think the NFL handled it correctly. Um, and, you know, I think that it was a, now, it was an unwinnable position, honestly, like no oh, matter what yeah. they did, they're going to upset somebody. Yeah, definitely. There's nothing they could have chosen that isn't going to have some people mad and isn't, you know, like it's, it's just, it, it's a crazy situation. It's a terrible situation that has turned out to, you know, not be as terrible as it possibly could have been. Like this could have been so much worse. And, um, again, you know, shout out to DeMar Hamlin. Hopefully he's doing well and all the reports are good. And so, uh, it's great that we can just move on with football and try and have, you know, some fun games and hopefully everybody stays safe out there this weekend. Um, that's a big thing. Cause you know, I think, uh, as NFL fans, we need a, we need a weekend where there's like not, you know, anything too crazy going on. So, uh, hopefully we yep. just get some really good football games and, uh, you know, everybody's safe and, and good. So, so that's all I got on this week. I'm, uh, I'm going to have to drop off here pretty quick. Okay. Well, I think that'll do it. Um, you can find us on our main Twitter at Best Coast FF. You can find me at BCFF underscore Brandon. You can find me at BCFF underscore Jordan. And you can find Zach through one of us uh, if you don't agree with any of his takes today. He wasn't too spicy today. It was kind of surprising. So yeah, wait, wait for Eagles, another week when, the, when if, the Eagles play. If, if Dallas wins, there's a good chance they play Philly next week or in the NFC Championship game, and then it gets then it gets raw. Yeah, we'll have them on for sure if they don't blow this playoff game like usual. So then we'll definitely get them on here again. So Do you want to define what the playoffs are for me as a Bronco fan? I can define what a recent Super Bowl is. Oh. Would you like to know what that is? Can you define recent? I don't know what any nah. of this is. <laughs> a lot sooner than yours. I mean, we could we could talk here. It's oh, take man. this off. Air. I, uh, yeah, I have watched my team win a Super Bowl. Same and enjoyed it. I'm old, uh, but same. <laughs> yeah. I don't get to watch any of my teams win anything ever. So uh, it's okay. Right. The Mariners are going to be good next year. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Hey, they were good that year with Ichiro when they won the most games in MLB history, and uh, (laughs) that was painful for me as well. Just like all of the other two years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we we need new teams, guys. (laughs) I get to have hope all the time, but I don't get to have uh, uh, any kind of happiness. (laughs) Not in the sports world. Thank you, thank you. Really appreciate it, and I hope you guys have a great night. And uh, I'll see you on Saturday, Jordan. Yeah. All right. Have a good night, guys.